This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. I'm Cassandra Baldini with Financial Standard. Today, I'm joined by Dawn Thomas, Financial Advisor at The Wealth Designers. Dawn, how are you today? Well, thank you, Cassie. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I want to start with what drew you towards being a financial advisor? I think I've got a story that's a little bit similar to some of us who um, have have been here for a bit now. That I started with the banks. You know, the banks have their graduate programs, um, and and that's how I found my way into financial advice. So I didn't have an aspiration to be a financial advisor. Um, I actually did my basic degree in journalism um, and filmmaking. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I found it quite difficult uh, to get a job while getting my visa to stay. In Australia as well, after being a student, because I'm from Singapore, and the banks were really well equipped to kind of help you with that journey to come in. And then I saw financial advisors within the branch environment of a bank, and I thought that you know that's something that I could do because you know involve connecting to people very much the way I was learning to connect to people's stories through interviewing them, you know, for an article or for radio for filmmaking, um, and I really enjoyed that. And what I saw was a gap was we're always overcomplicating how we communicate to clients by sticking graphs in front of them and complicated charts. And I really felt it was our responsibility to understand how to communicate to them. And that's where the power really was between an advisor. And I really enjoyed that. The moment you can get someone to, to see something that they thought they couldn't see or understand, or just, it's addictive. You know, I knew that we could change people's lives from that. Wow, that's a very different beginning. Um, I mean, being authentic and being yourself is at the core of what you do. Mm. Do you think um, that's unique within the industry? And, you know, what has given you the comfortability to be okay in your own skin? I think I just don't know how else to be. I, I, I You know, even if I'm in a box, I'll still find a way to be me. So I'm, I'm not against structure and things like that. I think there's always the ability to put yourself in any situation. Um, And over time, you get more and more confidence with that. And right now, you know, the way I sound, you know, probably the way I look, it's already a lot of signals to people that I I am a bit of a weirdo in our profession, but it's okay. There's a lot of weirdos and, and we'll find other weirdo clients that appreciate what we like doing as well. That's the best way to find the right people that you can serve, you know, because they get you and you get them. Absolutely. I mean, being yourself is going to attract, you know, people to you. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, like, is it unique in the industry? Do you find that with, um, you know, with other advisors or Mm -hmm. do do you not? Yeah, it's, I think maybe it's not, it can be a scary thing. Maybe I don't see it as much. You know, if we think about content, um, we see some really good content out there, but it's still on the lens of we need to be maybe professional because mm-hmm. this is how clients might want to see it. But clients are people, yeah. you know, and we're people as well. So I think being a little bit more of yourself, just it's okay. But I don't think we have that perception. It could be mistaken maybe as not being professional. You know, for example, when I experimented into getting into videos on YouTube during COVID, as we all did, we all did a lot of experimentation yeah. at that time. Yeah. The first thing I started off with was actually cooking videos. And cooking videos are, I suppose, in line my values because I would be talking to my clients about food anyway during our meeting, you know, food, family, travels. Yeah. 
And that's what I did before I put superannuation videos on my channel, you know, but I didn't think that I needed to separate them out from each other. Like for me, it's that channel is to represent whoever, whoever needs to get to know me. These are the things that, that, that are important. And I would like to know what's important about them as well. You know, let's see how we can connect. Uh, but is that something that's normal? I don't think you'll find a lot of cooking videos on uh, financial literacy content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does that have a clear impact on your clients? I think my clients are now, I don't think they, they can access the media that I produce, right? But I think maybe my message more with what I do for anyone in our profession is just be yourselves. Mm. Um, you know, it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world if you're a little bit vulnerable and you really talk about what's important to you and what makes you different. Um, it's okay. Like, you know, I hope that by, for example, it's it's not like me having purple hair and blue hair and whatever hair that's there. <laughs> it's not that important, but I suppose it is important in the scheme of things that it doesn't make me less professional. You know, it, it's something small, but when you hear a young person asking me, oh, um, how do I respond if my workplace doesn't allow me to, to dye my hair, right? I get a question like that. And I said, look, you've got to weigh it out. Is that something that's important enough to you where you feel that um, if you don't do it, it's going to impact your portrayal of yourself? If it is, you know, and you're getting pushback, then maybe you're not in the right environment. So I think being yourself is almost like a litmus test on whether you're in the environment you're supposed to be in. If there's a lot of pushback, as we know, financial advice is a very, very personable profession. It goes the same for where you're going to be working. Wow, thank you so much for that response. <laughs> I mean, you are an avid user of social media and you host the podcast, Your Money Story. How has that boosted your career? Um, I think Your Money Story was just another sense of freedom, you know, because I'm not a business owner and I don't feel that I need to be owning a business to have a say in the profession that I love so much. I think you can be an employee and whether you're an advisor, a paraplanner, admin staff, a BDM, you love this profession, you should have your say. And for me, it's about creating seats at the table. You know, um, I'm going to interview people on podcasts that I want to interview because I think their story is unique. Um, so I'm not going to wait for someone else to give that opportunity to me. So has it boosted my career? I don't, I don't even think about it that way, Cassie. I think it's more of have I been able to give more spaces to people to tell their story? And I think I've been successful with that. Something else that's really centric to what you do is the AFA Inspire community. Mm. Can you tell me a bit about your work in that space? Yeah, so we, we really want to get women to feel that sense of being in a tribe and thriving together. And I think we're not honest about the discussions we need to have about what the barriers are for women in our profession. You know, we talk about things maybe quite superficially and then we'll have legislative challenges that overtake the discussion of, of how we can actually truly attract more women in. And the role it inspire is, um, is to be able to give that sense of tribe so you're not ever feeling alone, that you're going to be lifted up by other women around you. It's going to make you easy to find your male allies and your women in there. But we also want to tackle the issues um, in a manner that's actually quite honest. So we, we want to be honest that we don't have enough safe spaces for people to operate in within our profession. You know, you, you may have people that have come about, grown a really large business, but skipped all the steps 
to invest in their leadership journey on how they actually manage people. And whether they intend to or not, they may be allow toxic environments to happen or they may be per perpetuating you know, some of the misogyny, gaslighting, things like that that happen that actually put women off in actually staying in our profession. So I think Inspire is about finding a tribe, thriving, but actually being honest about what women in the community are going through. You know, just going through that, there's been so many moments that you have been so influential, especially in this community. If a client was to ask you, you know, why you've been included in the Power 50 in the past, what would you say? Oh, just tell them. I'm a, I'm a weirdo for some reason. <laughs> some reason. Weirdos, weirdos seem to find their way in the world. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I mean, I love what I do, Cassie. So I, I, I think it's an acknowledgement that... Um, you know, you do weird and wonderful things when you truly love love your profession because you're willing to kind of do something different and really lead from the heart. And that's what I would tell clients is that all the strange things that we've been doing really just generated and motivated by love of our profession and our clients seems to be acknowledged. And that's pretty cool. Thank you so much for your time today, John. Thanks, Cassie. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 